This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking, providing real-time line movement and historical betting results. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. Again, our promo code daily, 20% off any subscription at BetQL. And we bring in the co-host of BetQL. You make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. I know they dropped a fresh episode last night, Eli Herskovich and Thomas Casale. Unfortunately for us, we're bringing in Eli instead of Tom Casale. What's up, Eli? Ha, ha, ha. So funny. How's it going? (laughs) Are you at home? No, I'm here. I'm in studio. You went to the studio? Okay, how was it getting in? I know uh, yesterday, of course, with the madness, we had, we had like 18, 20 inches some uh, some places. Um, yeah. How was it driving in today? Wasn't that bad. Honestly, it was fine. Felt like any other day. It was like 20 degrees. wasn't like it was uh, almost below zero. So I had no Is issue anybody with driving today. in? Is yeah. anybody driving in? There was traffic, yeah. yeah. Traffic? What's traffic not nowadays? Because it, it's not. it's nothing like it was a year ago. Well, right. Traffic for me, maybe it's like a, a minute backup, but today it was like maybe a a five or five or 10 minute backup. It was, it was worse than usual. I'm kind of, I'm kind of dreading that. I don't know if we're even close to that. If we're going to, if I don't know, are we going to have a studio downtown for me? If, if the show starting at nine, where I'm coming from in the South Burbs, if we ever yeah, get back luck. to quote normal. Yeah. I'll just keep doing the show here. Thanks. We're good. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> Studio, if you could do it from home. No. Thank you. Thank exactly. you. I'm you with you, man. I, got, <laughs> I need some help, actually, because I've already made a play today, and I know you're going to hate St. it. St. John's. They're plays, playing. But I'm on right now. On fire in college hoops. I like Pittsburgh today. Why shouldn't I? I'm okay with the Pittsburgh play. Um, They're coming go. off the loss to Georgia Tech on Sunday, where, I mean, that they were in that game. NC State is kind of reeling of late. I don't really like their, the way they're playing. They've had some injuries. Throughout the season, I mean, they got blown up by Duke. I saw a lot of sharp people on NC State on Saturday. They were maybe getting three and a half, and they lost by double digits to Duke. And then this Duke thing with Jalen Johnson, which maybe we'll get to, they're playing Wake Forest tonight. That line up to six and a half. Yeah, I, th- I think Pitt is is uh, has a little bit of value as a, as a home favorite against NC State. They should be able to score inside against a a defense that's given up the third highest two point scoring rate in the ACC. Pitt doesn't necessarily attack the rim a ton to get to get to the rim in terms of to score inside, but they do, they do get to the free throw line a lot. The, the highest free throw rate in terms of scoring rate and free throw rate in the conference. So yeah, I think there's a little bit of value on the play. Champagne, one of the best players in the conference should be able to attack this NC state defense. I'm just, I don't know. There's not a lot of value in that line for me, but from a, from a matchup standpoint, I think Pitt has a slight advantage. Well, go well, ahead. And and 
injury. That's what I'm looking at. I mean, he's out for the year with the ACL injury. So I just, I don't know where they're going to get scoring. NC State, that is. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they liked it against Duke, and that's not a good defense. Uh, yeah, Daniels meets a lot to this team, no doubt. Uh, go ahead. What What are your uh, Jalen Johnson thoughts? Uh, our bad yesterday. We should have hit on it. And defend your boy, John Rothstein, for calling him a quitter on Twitter. Well, that actually rhymed. That was a good rhyme. Uh, unintentional, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Oh, it I, was intentional. Yeah, I don't think, listen, I, I get the backlash for people that were calling him a Twitter or for a, a quitter um, <laughs> or a Twitter. I don't think it was that bad. Like he did. And and this isn't a negative and a negative. What, what was not, me. what was not that bad? He did like about? he opted out. It wasn't because yeah. of COVID he opted out. So in a sense he was quitting and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing for him to lead the program. If he wanted to stop playing college basketball this year, Good for him, but the definition of it is like opting out or quitting on the season. And quit doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation. But it does. Come on now. You're smarter than that. You know it does. That's taking a dig at a guy, an unnecessary shot, especially uh, this season, what we're dealing with. Every day we have all these cancellations. Like, come on. And do we do we all know the real reasons? Right. I, I just think if it was because of COVID, it was going to happen before the season. So this seems it's like, well, Duke is struggling. They're not going to make the tournament. And good for him. He has every right to leave the program if he wants to. Again, this isn't a shot at Jalen Johnson. And maybe maybe that reporter did mean it that way. I just don't think it's like for anybody else, maybe that's calling him a quitter. Like he did opt out. He did decide to leave the program. And that's fine. You want to say he quit? Then he quit. I got a question. Why is Duke still favored? If if, if he quit, I mean, they're 4-12 against the spread in their last 16 games. Two and nine against the spread in their last eleven road games, and meanwhile, Wake Forest is seven to one at seven to one against the spread in their last eight. They've been playing good basketball. Why is Duke still five point favorites tonight? I love Wake Forest. Should I not? I mean, I didn't love North Carolina State. I actually thought that was a trap and liked Duke over the weekend. I, I think Wake Forest is the much better team here. Am I wrong? I don't know if they're the much better team even without Johnson. See, it's I'm staying away from this game. There's there's no reason to try to bet this to me when you have no idea how Duke is going to respond to the Johnson news. I mean, he was one yeah. of their best on ball defenders was very good in transition. Duke is really good overall besides Johnson's strengths with his, which is ball pressure and then getting out on the break. They they're uh, forcing the third highest opponents turnover rate. So, and wake forest is uh, averaging the second highest uh, turnover rate offensively. So Duke could still turn this team over. Uh, but again, like the, the market, you're right, Ryan, the market is driving this up to the point where it opened at five, five and a half. Now it's up to six, six and a half on points bet. I don't know why you would bet into that number. I, I don't know why money is coming in on Duke, but money is coming on Duke pretty much besides the NC state game over the weekend all year in these bounce back spots. We saw it against Notre Dame last week and it continues to happen. I don't see any value in backing Duke. And even though there might be maybe a, a half a point value in wake forest, just in terms of where the market is going for this game, I just don't trust their, their ball handlers enough against a, a Duke team that can turn you over. 11 postponements today, 11 in college basketball. Oof. Uh, Joe Strowski. Uh, Ryan Horvat, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network with our guy Eli Herskovich, our resident college basketball expert. Uh, Loyola's in action today against Valpo. Massive favorites. I think the number's 19 and a half, 20. Uh, we had Cameron Crutwig on the score yesterday morning with Mully and Ha. How real is this Loyola team? And uh, are they primed for a deep run? You bring up Loyola, they're ranked. And you, you look at some of the uh, impressive metrics and where they are. And there are a lot of people in the Chicagoland area dreaming of another sister gene run. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> wasn't she on, wasn't she on like one of the major networks over the weekend, maybe game day on ESPN? Was she? Yeah, she was. They had her on. I missed that. Yeah, I don't, uh, did you miss it? I don't really know. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, 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 played well. they played well on Saturday against Drake. And then the Drake, who's without their best interior score and probably their best player in Hemphill. So they missed him on Saturday against Krautwig, missed him again on Sunday. But Drake played well in the inner revenge spot in a back-to-back. Uh, Murphy played really, really well for that team. He had 17. I mean, Drake's got some really good scores and guards, too, that can attack off the bounce. Roman Penn, but back to Loyola, Chicago. Uh, See, the problem is, like, we were, we had a bracketologist on yesterday on that QLU. And while he's not a better, we asked him, where do you project Loyola? And is there any value in terms of betting a future on them right now in terms of, like, a, a team that can make a run among them in major programs? And he said to wait because he has them, and it's fair, he has them projected as an eight or a nine seed. And if you're telling me Loyola is going to get matched up against Gonzaga or against Baylor, the Gonzaga matchup could be fun because of how well Loyola plays defensively, but they don't have enough offensively to run up and down with that sort of a team. So they're, they're playing that well where they're not going to be an 11 seed or a 10 seed, but that, that also comes with kind of a penalty because if you're going to be in that eight, nine seed range, you're going to have to take on a uh, Gonzaga or Baylor or maybe an Illinois or a Michigan potentially. And they don't, they don't have enough offense to do that. So I, I like this team, but if, if they're going to be at that sort of a seed, like you go back to the final four team, from a couple or a few years ago, they were an 11 seed. I, I mean, they played Miami, then they played a two seed Tennessee that was vulnerable. So it all depends on the matchups. I know that's a cliche, but especially with this kind of a team that could get matched up against a one seed. Eli, I got one more that I really love tonight. I already played it, and so I'll let you crap on it. I really like uh, USC tonight. Opened up 11 and a half. Ooh. All the money coming in on USC, and now it's down to 10. I like Arizona State catching 10 points tonight. What are your thoughts on that one? Okay, good. I thought you were going to say USC. I'm staying no, away. No, this no, is, yeah, got it, got it. Uh, I, I'm staying away from this game until I get the news about Christopher and Bagley, uh, a five and a four star for Arizona State. Uh, both freshmen, obviously. If they're playing, they both made the trip. They were out against Oregon State over the weekend. If they're going to play, this line's inflated. USC's coming off six straight wins, 12, 12 wins in their last thirteen games. You get Bagley back and how much he means to that offense. I know this was a non-conference play, but Arizona State's been on so many COVID pauses. I, I think the difference in, in points per possession was like 0.2, which is a lot, like 0, 0.20 in terms of points per possession with Bagley on and off the floor. He means a lot to this team. So does Christopher, who could stretch the floor. If they're playing, this line's inflated definitely, and you can get some value with ASU who might be able to play their way into the tournament, might have to win the Pac-12 tournament to do that. But I'm going to wait on that injury news, Ryan. Eli, save your lightning bet because we'll be doing that in, in a matter of uh, about 10, 15 minutes from right now. But what what do you find intriguing? A, a, maybe a lean, uh, a bet you're considering you may make this evening, but it's not your favorite play right now. Yeah, let's talk more mid-majors. Let's talk Boise State, Utah State, a huge game in the Mountain West. 
I, I think Boise is is in, and uh, the bracketologist we had on yesterday mentioned that they're probably a, a twelve or a thirteen seed right now. So they're they're among okay. the last four in on in his uh, bracketology. I think that's fair, and, and this is a huge matchup against Utah State, who's number one in the Mountain West right now. You, uh, Boise State right behind them, then Colorado State and San Diego State. Colorado State probably on the outside looking in, considering they don't have many marquee wins on the year. San Diego State has a win at least against a a power five program in ASU. If you want to consider the PAC 12 in that, in that mix, but uh, Boise state's going to have fans tonight. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but 900 fans for a team that hasn't played in front of a crowd all year in their biggest game of the year. These two teams play in two uh, of three nights. They play tonight and they play on uh, on Friday night. I'm probably going to stay away just to wait until, uh, until Friday to try to maybe get the second leg of this matchup. Because if you, if you, if like Boise State, for instance, they played well against Colorado State in the second leg of of the two and three nights going back to a couple weeks ago, but they lost the first game and they just didn't show up. So if Boise State doesn't show up tonight, tonight if Utah State doesn't show up tonight, I think you can get some value in the uh, second leg of, of this matchup here. Boise State is favored by a point and a half. I just worry about Boise State's turnover percentage in conference play. And while they're, they actually are averaging the lowest turnover rate, in Mountain West play down the stretch, Derek Alston, who's a pro, is going to be a pro. He, he he has a very loose handle, and Utah State could turn you over. So if this is a tight game, maybe if Boise's up by, you know, a couple possessions won't matter. But if this is going to be a one possession game, I do worry about Boise State's uh, ball handling down the stretch. Not enough in terms of the line for me to bet it, but I guess I'll lean to Boise State. Man, Boise State. So, Eli, you have me thinking about our futures. So now I'm I was just looking at points bet at West Virginia. They dropped to 40 to one. Yeah, I mean, if they if they had beaten Oklahoma, it probably would have went up to 20 or went down to 20. And now they're up to 40. It's I, I thought mean, it was 30 yesterday. That's yeah, it was. Point. So I, yeah. I think I think they just adjusted off off of that. And they probably I mean, they adjusted. I think yesterday was their like official adjustment in terms of in terms of the futures from what I saw. Like Ohio State went from I think they were like t- priced at 12 to one. Uh, Michigan's mm-hmm. now seven to one. Yeah, Ohio State twelve to one. Houston fifteen to one. Texas sixteen to one. Texas Tech eighteen to one. I, I mean, that's just again the perception of the market with Tech. Uh, the market kind of liking Tech over West Virginia, even though West Virginia swept that season series. Man, now that Texas Oklahoma has been postponed for the third time, like, what's the best game <laughs> to watch tonight? Is it Q's Louisville? Like, what's actually not as far not betting, but just like the best game to actually watch, the best matchup. Yeah, no, I think it is. I think it is Syracuse and uh, Louisville. I'll have a bet on that game. That's my my best bet for the night. Yeah, I mean tomorrow, man. Tomorrow's a loaded car with Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, that, that's being pushed uh, to tomorrow, like Ryan said, and then three huge Big Ten games tomorrow. Yeah. And I think I'm gonna have a bet on all of them. But um, you're gonna bet. Okay, you're gonna bet Rutgers. You're gonna bet Penn State and Wisconsin, right? Yeah, those are. <laughs> Those are my three bets. See, if you want to hear a more elaborate, elaborate breakdown of those games, you could check it out on that QLU on the podcast, or or tomorrow when you and Ross Tucker are yelling at each other. Oh no, I forgot. Yeah, I didn't. (laughs) Thank you, Eli. Talk to you in a few with your best bets. That's Eli Hershkovich, our guy.